Welcome to the 20th episode of the Working From Home Ireland podcast. I'm Morgan Barden and for the past 13 years I've been working from home full-time. In this series I want to share with you the experiences and learnings I've gained during my time working remotely. On August 31st 2021 the Irish government announced the easing of most of the restrictions that we have all been living under since March 2020, including a staggered return to the workplace starting the 20th of September and that the requirement for wearing face masks in workplaces will be eased on the 22nd of October. So what does that mean for us? Workplaces will be a new experience for a number of us, with some companies already allowing either full-time remote or hybrid approach to a return to office. The majority of people will still be cautious about a return to the workplace, so should the decision to go back to the office be with our employer or with its employees? September's school return also sees a historical increase in cases of coughs and colds, and flu season is approaching, so with these in mind, we should be looking at an employee's right to choose if they want to return to the office on a more permanent basis until the pandemic is completely under control. For some, working from home has altered their approach to work and family time, with many having moved away from their main office locations to spend time with family and help relatives that may have been isolating. So for those the idea of a long commute or having to look for housing in an already saturated market closer to the office is something that should also be considered. While your employer is not allowed to ask if you have been vaccinated or not, there should also be a policy in place to allow those that want to continue to wear masks in the office and continue good hand hygiene to be able to do so without the risk of discrimination. For example, someone with a weakened immune system or caring for someone with a weakened immune system should be allowed to continue to wear a mask in the office regardless of the government's thoughts to removing that need from October 22nd. Those that have underlying health conditions should also be allowed to continue to work remotely should they feel that they are not comfortable with returning to the office. Offices should be looked at as not desks but collaboration and innovation areas where we gather to brainstorm, launch or approach ideas that cannot be done remotely. These spaces should be uncomfortable places too. They should encourage us to get in and out as quickly as possible. Standing work areas, wallboards and less cluttered desks should be the norm. We don't want to have spaces where we sit for eight hours at a desk and come up with nothing when we can stand, be creative and get in and out in three to four hours instead. Common areas such as canteen and breakout areas should also be less about long-term seating and more about grab and go. Encouraging staff to take breaks outside, weather permitting, is also something that should be considered. There should be spaces too where we can showcase our products or services to our customers while instilling the experience we have gathered from remote working and sharing how we are able to still maintain the level of support and service that our customers expect while maintaining a hybrid model and social distancing. For on-site training, desks and workplaces are requirements, but even thinking about how we do that needs to be addressed. More group-based training, where it's less time sitting and viewing PowerPoint slides, but rather putting into practice the learnings that could have been done online ahead of the practical work in the training rooms should be considered. Developing on-site skills where we are taught how to work and collaborate as a team rather than as individuals should be encouraged.
being able to do a week-long training session where two or three days are remote and the others are practical days in the office will be a lot better. By using Zoom or other video conferencing tools for the online training pieces, or even using proper remote training software such as cloud-based learning, where there are trackers in place to make sure that people are learning and not just flicking through the content, would also benefit those that struggle to keep up the pace of in-house training courses. So what does all this mean to day-to-day -day working for those that are remote? Well, we are already seeing that working from home does not mean that you are in isolation. We are able to meet customers and colleagues remotely without the need to travel between sites, therefore increasing productivity. We are able to get more meetings into our day, driving sales, driving collaborations, and being more available during normal office hours too. We are collaborating more and more with others in remote locations without the need to travel long distances. We are doing face-to-face -face meetings via cameras to still have that interaction and see if others are paying attention, and we are seeing that people are more attentive when the camera is on them. While not every role or task can be done remotely, we should be encouraging our employers to allow for a more flexible solution that follows a hybrid approach to remote working and the benefits that it can give us in our work-life balance. While knowing that what we have achieved in the past 18 months can be maintained well into the future. We should also be able to inform our employers and our colleagues if we feel that we have concerns over COVID safety measures that are in place or we feel uncomfortable in the office because of this. We should have the ability to decide ourselves if the office is not suitable for us to continue to work in and should be able to inform our employer that we will be more comfortable working from home while extra precautions are put in place. These measures are there to protect not only the company and its staff, but also the families of the staff too. Running the risk of spreading COVID or even flus and colds from office into the home will have a lot of implications to the winter recovery plans this year, as we are being asked to stay home if we have any symptoms of COVID while we await testing. Working remotely should no longer be something that's only available to those who ask, but should be part of the initial interview too. All employees working in an office should have that option to work remote. For some of us, we are also caring for others in a household or community, so we need to be able to be flexible to allow that continued support to them while their return to office continues. There should be processes and policies in place in case you need to work remotely on days when you need to isolate due to other members of your household being a close contact or feeling unwell or if you need to care for a member of your family who is isolating. If there is no process in place and you feel that you need to have this called out, ask your employer what their plans are for when those types of situations occur. For those of us working in other countries, we are working over time zones better too. We are more flexible to our colleagues and customers around the world and holding meetings that are time suitable not only for us, but for our colleagues too. And we are still able to control our family and work-life balances, spending more time with our family and less time commuting without impacting our business commitments. For those that are working away from home or living alone, the return to the office could not come any sooner. They are eager to get back into the office to socialize with friends and colleagues and get back to normality again. But this will also come with some uncertainty and nervousness too. 
While we do need to get that social interaction back and get those water cooler moments again, we are aware that we are not out of the other side of this pandemic and we still need to be cautious if not only in the workspace but the commute too. We have seen over the past few weeks that public transport has started to get busier with more and more people using public transport during office hours. Queues at coffee shops and restaurants are getting longer and the roads are busier too. One consideration might be to stagger, where possible, the office starting times by implementing core hours in the office such as 10am until 3pm so that people can travel to and from the office outside those peak hours and work remotely in the mornings and afternoons instead. Some multinationals have been using core hours for a number of years already, but it might well be something worth looking into if you are expecting your staff to be in the office more during the next few months. The next few weeks will be a learning curve for us all as we head into the winter months, but the health and safety of our employees and their families should take priority over the business need to micromanage. We've all seen the interviews on news reports of managers who have continued to work in the office even through the pandemic when we were all encouraged to work remote. These are the managers that want to micromanage every aspect of their team's day and want everyone in the office every day regardless. If you recognise these people, then maybe it's time to look for a new role, preferably one that allows for remote working. Returning to the office, however, is only part of the recovery measures that the government are introducing today. There are other sectors that rely on offices being opened, such as the hospitality industry, transport, facilities, and retail, such as officeware and clothing companies. While the office is more than just bricks and mortar, the easing will also bring with it more freedom to others that they have not experienced in the past 18 months. Over the next few weeks, we will also see a return to in-person conferences and indoor gatherings. While it is important for us to support these other industries, we do still need to practice good hand hygiene and make sure that we are looking after not only our health, but the health of those around us too. Finally, we should also allow for the productivity to reduce in the first few days as people not only get used to returning to the office, but catch up in person with colleagues that they have not seen in over 18 months. Offices will be a lot like the arrivals lounge at the airport on Christmas Eve for the next few days, without Gavin Riley on the piano, so let's embrace the return with joy and caution. But also remember that there are going to be those that are going to just want to wait a few more weeks before returning. While not everything covered in this episode will work for you, I hope that some of the topics that I have raised will help you in finding a balance between working from home and living at home. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to rate and review this episode and subscribe to this series for future podcasts. For more information on my experiences of working from home, you can find me on LinkedIn using the link in the series description or on Twitter at WFH Ireland.